The Neck Derb's Nest. I am your host, Chris Pridgen, and I am here once again with my man, Mr. Seabass. Hi. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing very good. How about you? You know, I'm I'm living the dream. You know. Um You know, I'm I'm just gonna uh start this a little uh differently, you know. I know you weren't really prepared for this. Uh this winter's been rough on me already. Mm-hmm. You know. I had a call out last night due to my anxiety. Nothing I was uh, too happy about, but you know I had to do what I had to do, mm-hmm. you know, for my mental health. But uh, you know, I just want to say, uh, as a friend, um, I I really appreciate today that when I got to work, I saw that you were the box assigned to my game, because I know that. Uh, even if I did have any anxiety today, I know that you as a friend and as a good supervisor that you'd be there for me. So I just want to get this thing started by saying just, I appreciate you brother. So I appreciate you too. Thank you very much for saying that. I appreciate it. A thank lot. you. Uh, thank you for being there for me, man. You're the best. Always. So we got to spend all day at work together and we caught that beautiful EO and we came here to three of seven HQ and did exactly what we said we are going to do. We've literally been together for 13 hours on the dock. Holy cow. On the dock. That's weird. Yep. Fins up. Yep. Fins up. Fins up. That's, yep. It's, it's meant to be right now. Um, so we came here and we finished the Friday Night Smackdown. Yep. Uh, we got to, got to see Murphy versus uh, Seth. That was a good match. Very good. Um, I know at first we were not as excited that the whole Mysterio family was involved, but you know, obviously with the storyline and Mm -hmm. we kind of had an idea of where this match was going. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So I am happy that Murphy did get to showcase some of his talents. They did give them a little bit of time. Obviously there was a little bit of involvement with the Mysterio family here and there, but, um, overall that was a pretty, pretty good match. A lot of athleticism. Oh yes, Absolutely. And uh, Murphy Flying got knees. Murphy, you'd call that a clean victory, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though the Mysterios got involved here and there, it was still a clean victory. Yep. Um, better than uh, Seth's night tonight. Better than Seth's night tonight. You know what? Let's just get right into that. Let's get into Survivor Series. Very first match: the five-on-five men's uh, Raw versus Team SmackDown, and. Uh, Kind of went how I predicted in the fact that Raw was going to win. Did not go the way I thought it was going to happen. Seth Rollins sacrificed himself to Sheamus for the greater good. Good old brogue kick to the chin. And yeah, and and Seth was on his knees with his arms out. Kind of like the old... uh, what Bray, what Bray used to do, yeah, messing with people, like go ahead, do it, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
But Except yeah, he went night night. He went night night. So, um, I guess it's good to say that his paternal leave has began. Yes. Okay. That all right. So give him a little break. Give him a little it's break. Daddy time. So other than that, um, the five on five match, in my opinion, wasn't anything spectacular. Um, honestly, not to start on a negative note, but uh, I was just annoyed with the entrances. <laughs> I know that's kind of petty to say, but um, just Riddle being officially Riddle now. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Keith Lee may have more theme songs than Seth Rollins now. Yeah, at this point, he's pretty much there, and he's only been on the main roster for half a year. Not even. Did he come out, what, Monday after WrestleMania? So maybe pandemic beginning? Uh, I think it might have even been a little bit after that. So he hasn't even been on the main roster, quote-unquote, for a full year, and he's had three or four different renditions of his theme song. Yeah. it's It's been kind of weird, and I wish they would have just, you know, Triple H... He has things that work for a reason. I get it, obviously, that not everything works for the the bigger scale audience. Yeah. You're not as diehard fans that tune in every other, that they need a catchy song to remember who someone is. I get that, but, man, Keith Lee's just whole... That song goes a long way. Like, every time you hear Edge, you just know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Certain people, like, they're, they're, you hear the bell toll. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like... Absolutely. You hear sexy boy. You mm-hmm. you, you I, know. Yeah. You hear my ringtone. Everyone knows that. Woo! No. That's I have Triple H's theme song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's another one that you know, too, when you hear a nice woo. Oh, yeah. That used to be my text message alert. Was a woo. It's a lot of woos. I turned it off. Like, I know. After, like, two days. I had the Brock Lesnar screech for a while. <laughs> that. Not even that much. Just, uh, just like the, just the, the beginning screech. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that felt... it was anno- it was meant to be annoying. Yeah, but like, yeah, no thanks. But uh, yeah, other than the match, other than that, the entrances to the match. I apologize. Uh, Raw swept SmackDown with Jay Uso being the last guy, mm-hmm. which he put up. You know how they always put up the last guy. He fight. put up a fight better than anybody else did. Uh, yeah, it yeah. It just shows how much somebody cares about one product more than another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh wasn't anything special of a match, but is what it is. Uh but Jay Uso, um, he had some as you would say, he had some splaining to do to uh to Roman after losing that match, and Roman told him to leave. Which let's just go ahead and get into the match I was most interested in for tonight, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. And I know you're not quite exactly on the Roman Reigns uh, bandwagon, empire, whatever you want to call it, as I am right now. And I know a lot of it has to do with you know his relationship with Paul Heyman. Can you explain to me exactly what about the Paul Heyman situation you're, you're just not fully buying into? I just That's what it is. It doesn't – I know – it's got to have a realism to me, but it's to me that relationship was always opposite. Like they're opposing each other. And from out of nowhere, like Roman Reigns is 100% different. And you're immediately stuck with Paul Heyman with him at his hip. It feels like I'm taking like it, it takes away attention from Roman Reigns and he kind of earned it. Like 
busted his ass when he was away from after WrestleMania and worked hard. You see the difference in his body. He's gotten upgrades via surgery, like whatever it may be. Like mm-hmm. he's a different person. He's got definitely better on the microphone than he's ever been. Oh, absolutely. And uh, himself has definitely gotten better. I just think that Paul Heyman, for the first time in a WWE career, actually takes away from somebody. Hmm. You know, I, I do find it interesting to say because you know my rebuttal to you earlier, and I'm going to say now was CM Punk because CM Punk, other than him having size, was the package. Yeah. You know what I mean? He did not need. Paul Heyman's mouthpiece, but that they still gelled in a way that felt normal. Like the relationship between Roman Reigns and his cousins and Paul Heyman is just like the look he gave him after Survivor Series. After the after, oh, you because right after that match happened, for those who didn't get to see, Jey Uso went right to Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman in the locker room and Roman Reigns ends up flipping out on Jey Uso because he lost. Mm-hmm. He let the SmackDown team lose. And he didn't say that Jimmy could be there. Yeah. And just the look Paul Heyman gave away, like, no, it was a better clear-cut message when Roman said what he said and walked away. Then you shaking your head, like, what do you have to say? Like, why are you really even at the table? You're not supposed to be there to me. Like, and I get that he has the respect and he's a councilman. I don't know. It's just for me, like, that's not for me. That's all. So can I can I just uh, and and I know these are some comparisons that are going to be made due to them being with different superstars. But think of like Bobby the Brain Heenan. Think of Jimmy Hart, you know, uh, classy Freddie Blassie, like all these guys. Um, they've all bounced around. They've bounced around, and they were with who they believed was next or the top at yeah. the time. You know, like uh, Hart, he'd be with Hogan a lot. You know, Macho, uh, Bobby, he'd bounce around obviously everywhere. But, like, managers would do that. And the one thing that I love about Paul Heyman, you know, I, I know it's going all off track for Survivor Series. I apologize, but... Uh, Paul Heyman, he's been involved in the business for so long since he was a teenager. He's been everywhere. He's phenomenal. And he's literally known Roman Reigns since he was a child. Like, literally, he has known Roman since he was a child. You know, just like he knew who Brock Lesnar was when Brock Lesnar was in college. But, like, but differently because he actually knew Roman on a personal level Mm because of the family business. So, to me, I'm okay with it because, again, of the previous match between Brock and Roman – where, you know, Paul would speak to Roman on a personal level at times to play head games mm-hmm. as Brock, you know, would laugh in the background, you know, type of thing. So I know it's, I don't I, I'm just really big on Roman Reigns right now, man. And I get it. I just, I am not big on Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman I, yet. Yet. And I just, I know that this is just the beginning. So things are think they're still work, room to grow. They're still working out what exactly what pieces are even going to be involved on at the table. You know what I mean? Are both is it, the table round or is it square? Maybe a rectangle. I think the table is a rectangle with only one head. There's in a chair on the other end. Okay. 
I respect that. I mean, it's the head of the table. But like literally, like there's there's like Paul Heyman would not be sitting opposite just like you and I are right now. Yeah, he would be sitting probably on his right hand or left hand. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the closest to his ear. Whichever way he can get to his ear fastest, according to the table. Yeah. But I, there's not going to be anyone that when Roman looks up that he's going to look in their eyes. Yeah. Because that means that he'd be looking up to an equal. That's not happening. Not, not yet. Not till Dwayne gets involved. Who? The Rock. Oh. Yeah. But tonight's match uh, versus Drew McIntyre. Um, I called that Roman was going to win. Um, I said he's going to dominate. So, in a way, I was kind of right because I feel like he had more impactful offense than what Drew McIntyre had in this match. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it led to his victory, but, I mean, he With was... With the help of, again, his family member. Hey. Numbers. Helps. A lot of champions can tell you that. Eddie can tell you that. Ginger can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Randy. Randy can tell you whatever he wants. <laughs> but um, it, it was a good match. A lot of physicality between uh, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. I'm just... I was a big fan of, honestly, the athleticism and how far they're honestly tossing each other. Yeah, they... uh. They went at it. That like the match between them, honestly. Like, I've had my quarrels. Obviously, we've talked about with Roman Reigns uh, as a as a face. Never really even got attached to it at all. Maybe a little bit of the Shield, but like now, like I could see that like he's actually at least somewhat cool. Like he's got the the physical bruteness of a bull, and it's fun to watch. And then Drew McIntyre's the same guy. And can do some pretty crazy things for the what two sixty two eighty five that he is right. Like they're both brick shit houses, like smacking into each other. It's amazing. And Roman, you know, we talk about Miz in the past continuing to get better every time. Every time Roman gets in the ring, he I, he is now starting to look like he's getting better every time. I felt like there was a time there. Remember when he was um, U.S. champ and John Cena came back and cut that promo on him that was like. You need to learn how to cut a promo. And also, like, they brought me back to lead because you can't type. Remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. At that time, like, I felt like Roman wasn't getting better doing anything at all. Yeah. Like. He definitely plateaued for a while. Absolutely. And was kept for being force fed into us. Oh, like shoved down our throats to where it was sickening. Like, suffer and succotash. Like, really? Yeah. You want this guy to say this and I still believe in him? Yeah. This isn't the same guy. This is not the same Roman Reigns. That... Oh, it's definitely not, which is why I appreciate it a little bit. It's definitely more real than anything he was spitting before. The, like, I will give you shield time was real because, I mean, he didn't really speak. <laughs> and He spoke only when, when he, he had when he yeah. had to. It was great. And now, like, and even then, I just don't like the disappreciation. Like, I feel like it takes away. From what he's accomplished, what he is doing, to put that man next to him, 
because it sounds like he needs somebody. It's the same thing where we talked about how I, it like for me, the ambulance match between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre was so bad because Drew McIntyre needed four other people to win that match. So let me also paint this <clears throat> portrait for you. He is the tribal chief, the head of the table. Why should he hold his own belt? He carries it out. He carries it out, but then he hands it to Paul. No one else is touching that. And he knows that with Paul by his side, that Paul is all about keeping the championship with Paul. Yeah. So, Paul likes to hold it. Paul likes to hold it. And this is a different Paul Heyman, too. This isn't the same Paul Heyman. You know, this isn't the same... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And like that's the thing. It's going to be some kind of reoccurring story because we've seen every story with Paul Heyman already. Yeah. That's where I'm like, give it just a little. Like, if they could have given it, like I said it tonight, like maybe if tonight they exposed that Paul Heyman was behind everything. Like, when they closed the locker room door and you finally saw Paul Heyman tonight, I think it would have been so much a better reaction than when they popped it when they did but like to me i don't know i'd like to see better things with that there's the opportunity for it to happen don't get me wrong always remain optimistic so enough about roman for this match so his opponent drew so did pull off a claymore when he won the championship monday it was a good foreshadowing with everything that led up to it, you know, with Sheamus and then him. It was very obvious he very won the obvious. match before it happened. And it was really cool with him coming out with the sword and the kilt. Mm. Now, as we said, we're still for the kilt because, you know, he's a badass. He can wear whatever he wants. Hey, you're a Scotsman. Go ahead. Wear the, the kilt's actually like the leather and the plaid. Like respectable. Like I love Piper and yeah. Piper is a bad son of a bitch. He's up there. He's good. He could do whatever he wanted. Yep. Let's get rid of the sword, though. Or like Florida State, you'll never hear me. You'll never hear me make this reference, but a uh, Florida State stabbing the spear into the ground, like says something. Like you gently putting the sword into something that receives it. Receives it. Yeah. yeah. What do you What are you putting your sword in, Drew? Like I feel like he's literally just putting it into a sleeve that turns on the fireworks. Yeah. And literally, like, the one today for Survivor Series, it just... Yeah. It, I don't know. We'll see. I mean... Retribution must have got into it first. Yeah. Mustafa Ali. Damn you. But, I mean, again, this is still... Work in progress. Second time he's done it, so... But... Probably should have practiced before one of the big four. Yeah. Probably should have practiced. I mean, that's why they did it on Monday, but... You know, even though he lost this match... Uh, to Roman though, be due to the fact of um Jay's involvement, the super kick low blow. I I don't believe this hurts Drew at all. I don't believe this. No. Hurt. I like. It was the easy way to make Roman win. Yes, without hurting Drew. Because because like they did Randy. Well, because as we're discussing, you know, last time I'm like, ah, oh, be. 
nice if it's a domination and you corrected me saying, you know, that would be that would hurt the title. You'd be pissed. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Oh, yes. That, yeah, I get with what you're saying. So this was the best way that they both look strong. Roman looked really strong. Yeah. Um, it was like having Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles fight their asses off, but you just knew Rock was going to win. Like, whereas like Roman and Drew both fought their asses off mm-hmm. and it got tipped the scales because there was involvement via Nuso. Yeah. Like that simple. Yeah. And it was, in my opinion, uh, it was a really good match. Roman keeps saying it's Drew's number two, but it's more of a one, a one B kind of a, a standpoint. The way they they fought that match out. Yeah, I I I understand what you're saying due to the how it ended, but again, I believe Roman had a lot more impactful offense, a lot more explosive offense. Uh, I mean, when he came off the ropes at one time to do that uh, jumping clothesline, Mm -hmm. I mean, the dude gets up there, and he's big. He flying around. I like the Claymore ten times more than the Superman punch, personally. The second, I'm not a fan of Superman punch. It'll always take away from Roman Reigns for me. That's what the other, yeah. the spear. Okay, but even then, I don't love his spear. Like, it's I know moves are always going to be constantly reused, but uh, the combination of those two being your finisher signature kind of thing, like either or. Those aren't what always won matches. I would like to see him do a powerbomb. I would honestly be like okay with him seeing do some kind of variation of a nice Samoan drop. Like, well, he does one a, a as stand, a signature, a standard Samoan drop that all of his family members do. I know if it's not some huge person that like uh, I think it's a rolling senton or whatever that looks like a start of a Samoan drop. There's some athletic things that he could do mm-hmm. that could really make something look awesome. Yeah, like I like the drive by that he gets to do every other fourth match more I than I like the, the the Superman punch. It's it's weak to me. Yeah, this I mean it looks better now with his gold glove, which I do love. I think it's dope looking, and so therefore there's better theatrics for it. But yeah, like, like you want to talk about somebody getting up there? That man is humongous. Man just launching his foot right into your face with the claymore. Like that's a great finisher. It's a little obvious ninety percent of the time, but everything somebody's that big, you could just see it in the way they're moving. Like. I I just really hope that they don't ever do the countdown Claymore kick thing. I He's going to do it from time to time. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. It just doesn't. It feels forced. Okay. But, like, what about Randy fisting the ground every time he slithers into an arcade? Like, like you know That's what I mean? That's different. Is it, though? He's, he's literally telling the crowd to yell with him. It's wonderful. Uh, That's true face right there. I got all the little kids going, yay! John Cena. I miss John Cena. I don't. I know. I just wanted to hear you. (laughs) Ugh. 
So spe- worst in ring wrestling, sixteen. Anytime anybody who has more the titles or ten titles, John Cena has the worst in ring wrestling ability out of any of them. Not many that I can think of that have that many titles other than Triple H, Flair, Cena, or, Orton. Yeah, and there's not that many up there. So okay, <laughs> I'm just not a fan. I know you're not. But Great for what he does with kids. Absolutely wonderful. There's another guy I'm, I'm not really too much of a fan of, but tonight he finally had that dance partner. Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Great match. Yeah. Better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a filler squash match that, you know, Hurt Business was going to get involved somehow. And, you know, obviously they, they kept Sami from escaping during the match, but the one spine buster that he lifted probably a nice solid seven, eight, nine, even feet in the air Ugh. between Sammy and Bobby was great. I mean, the thing is, Sammy is a genius in the ring, obviously already. We know that, but, um, you don't get to see it very often. He hasn't been in the ring that much lately. And also, also he's been injured and with how, the changes have been, and with the COVID, just like you said, just haven't seen him completely. But he is one of the best minds in WWE to step in a ring. I mean, you go back and look at his matches in NXT. His rivalry with with Kevin Owens is absolutely fantastic. Anything he did in NXT that he had a lot of the control of the match, just it went well because he's a great salesman. Yes, and I just said he's. A great dancer. Yep. He he made Bobby Lashley is a monster of a man. Yep. And Sami Zayn is not he's not small. He's not he's not small. But he made Bobby Lashley look like a giant tonight. And that was absolutely fantastic. And I thought for the match for the length of time that they had I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was a good match. Uh, better than I thought it was going to be. When when are we going to start seeing more Sami Zayn defending his Intercontinental Championship, though? I'd like to see him. i like to see peop, more people involved in the mix. But obviously, what's going on, it's hard. With hard. only two hours um, an episode on SmackDown also, and Raw gets three episodes, or three hours. It's an extra episode every two weeks. Yeah. I'm honestly tired of Raw being three hours. I think it just needs to be two hours, and the pay-per-views need to stay at the time that they're at. Yeah. The pay-per-view length tonight was three and a half hours, and that was absolutely fantastic. With a good portion of that being the thing we'll talk about later. Absolutely, yeah. But So I'd probably say like two hours and 45 minutes of it was actually the pay-per-view card itself. Yeah. and At least two and a half. At yeah. least. Yeah, because you got to think the entrance was 15 minutes. <laughs> but anyways. It was under it was under 14 and a half. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was absolutely a good match. And then the women's five on five. Women's five on five match ended wonderfully. The women's five on five match. We did not call how it like who was going to be many the people survivor, but you, sir, called in a way that 
things were going to happen and people were going to be uh, some tomfoolery. Tomfoolery between Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax that pretty much came to their each of their own demise that they deserved. And then ultimately actually won it too, like in their own way. Like, yeah, because they banished Lana in the beginning of the match who tagged herself in. Yeah. And who did actually actually some good wrestling with uh, Natalia. Natalia. Ugh. She's okay. So I get bored of Natalia, but one thing I'll give her is in the ring. She does not make with single mistake. She's fantastic. Wonderful. And she can make someone like Lana look even better. I think Alana had a lot to do with that. Alana's definitely been working on it. You can tell. Yes. And I, I was so happy with the result of this match. I really was. Like at first, when it hit me, I'm like Lana just won the match. Lana just won the match, and then it just hit me. Holy crap! They've been pooping on her this entire time, ever since Rusev left. Yeah, and they just let her. They checked. They checked their stones. They said, "Are you really with us?" I think that's what it came down to. I think Vince said, "I'm going to keep putting you through a table. Let's see if you're going to last." Yeah, and she proved it, and she's gotten better. And I think Vince is uh kind of throwing her a bone, actually. Yeah, it, I I hope so because like such good shit. It like, it, don't get me wrong. I'm not her biggest fan, but you don't like seeing people being bullied when no. you can tell it's like. It's like, come on. Yeah. And one thing I was scared of was like that they were going to start burying Peyton Royce, but she looked good in Smash. She She pulled it out. She she eliminated Bailey. Yep. And she she's we already knew that she was really great in the ring. Yeah. But I was I was really scared with, you know, due to her relationship with uh, uh, um, the perfect 10. Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger, formerly known as Ty Dillinger. Sean Spears. Sean Spears in AEW. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Brain fart. Due to the relationship, I, I was terrified that she was going to start being mistreated and again, but hopefully they're realizing they can't do that. Or it's just really bad on their part and it doesn't look good as a company to say, hey, certain things are being offered like health insurance and a great contract over here. Or it's kind of like the same thing WCW did. Like they made WWE and I'm sure AW hates this comparison and I apologize, mm-hmm. but like they had a big bankroll for a new and or different brand, obviously, than even what Vince called it tonight was back then was WWF. Right. Like, Which hold on. He wow. said WWF tonight. That's going to be a little slap by the little lawsuit. <laughs> I think he doesn't care. Tonight was it was about Undertaker, and I hope. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to walk. that. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But sorry about that. That just still blew my mind. Still, wow. Yeah. Lost my train of thought. What? No, lost your train of thought because I cut you off. It's okay. Oh, you were comparing um, AEW WCW. How? Yeah, how they have a humongous bankroll behind them, and. They get things that they should have been offered years ago. Like we've talked about it. That's why Selena left Selena Vega. Right. Because they want more for their people. They don't want to actually get hurt and not be covered. Right. The, the company that they, WWE, they give their body for. Right. WWE wants more control, but they don't want to give you anything for it. Right. Which that, that sounds a little familiar. As Carlito would say, 
that's not cool. Yeah. Um, what were your what were your overall thoughts on the uh, women's five on five match? Honestly, it was a a big step up. Like it was much better of a match than the men's. It didn't really uh, the men's kind of put a sour taste in your mouth. I like it didn't have a great flow to it. Like like we talked about how Riddle is introduced and how Keith Lee has a again a new song and like. Yeah, it did have some athleticism and great stuff. The women's match actually had storyline to it. Like, it showed that nine weeks in a row, Lana was put through a table. Yeah. Uh, it shows, like, like it was great to have the former women's champ, the longest reigning uh, SmackDown champion, eliminated first. A self-claimed captain yep. of the team, which everyone's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And... There's some foreshadowing with that. And I even said right when the match started, I'm like, how long is Bailey going to be in this? Yep. She's put her time in also. I think she didn't. She had nothing to prove. There's, no, absolutely. She didn't need a. She doesn't. Yep. She, she doesn't, doesn't need a push. push. Like, like this is how I think it's going to kind of get to go right now. Like the superstars are going to work their ass off in mm-hmm. WWE right now for a while. Then Vince is going to give you a couple weeks or a couple months to heal yourself up, fix what you need. Like, Charlotte's going through the same thing. Like, I'm pretty sure she'll be back in the rotation Royal Rumble by then. Number 30. Something like that. Who knows? She might even, like, like you might get a wow factor somewhere else. It could be a lot of things. Like, that's what's, like, honestly, that's what's refreshing about the women's division is, is that not everybody still hasn't faced everybody yet, where the if men's she, is kind of obvious. If she doesn't come back in her debut for her return, return, if she pulls a John Cena and debuts at number 30, I'm going to lose my mind. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, you know I'm going to, like, <laughs> what's going on right now? I. <sighs> yeah. So, TLC is coming up, but we'll get that to that in a second. But, yeah, other than that, it's just uh, a waiting period up until uh, the Royal Rumble hits. So, but I think the women in this match did an absolutely fantastic job with the time that they were giving, and I thought that they were given a good amount of time. And De- definitely the surprise of the night for the matches, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, and another match uh, that the women were actually destroyed in uh, was Sasha Banks and Asuka. Wonderful. That was a really good match. Great beginning, finish, and end. You called. Banks winning because, you know, you pretty much uh, said, like, you know, she just became champion, so it's good for her to win. Yep. Um, And you can't give everything to Raw either. (coughs) Asuka looked really different after that match. Yep. They even hinted at it, like, how much longer can this title reign? We were talking about it also during there, like, how often do you see her in the ring anymore? It's not often. Right. Something I think is going on. Something's brewing. Yeah, I. Uh, I wonder if uh, she's gonna go back. I wonder if this is gonna create uh, like uh, that Terminator mode, uh, Oscar, that pretty much just destroys everybody. You know, because now that she doesn't have her Kyrie Zane with her by her side, you know, maybe now it's time for her to remind everyone. Let exactly. loose. Exactly. Go back to an undefeated streak where yes. she was dominant. Yes, I'm. I'm upset that she didn't start a streak tonight at Survivor Series because that was my prediction. You know, but hey, it is what it is. 
Uh, I thought that was a really good match. Uh, that was Sasha's first time beating Asuka. Correct. So there's a lot of storytelling with that, too. Uh, Sasha pretty much letting Asuka know at the end, like, hey, I'm the blueprint for a reason. It's boss time. Oh, absolutely. It's boss time. Legit boss. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, while, while we're talking about the women, who, you know, just off the top of your head, who would you like to see, doesn't have to be brand specific, who would you like to see go for a, a women's title soon that you haven't seen, that you haven't seen uh, with a belt in a while? Could be a, a former champ, but obviously we've just seen Bailey. Who would you like to see? I have two kind of opinions on this one. One's maybe a, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon in the main roster. And the other one's a little more obvious that you actually get hinted to on SmackDown right now. The one dark horse I would love for Rhea Ripley to call get called up. I know she had a match with Io Shirai. I, I, we're not sure. I'm not sure who won that match currently right now. But if she got called up, I would love to watch some more of Rhea Ripley. And the other one is I actually can't wait to see Carmella again. I think she's a great microphone heel. I think she's got some talent, and it's going to be fun to watch those two, Sasha and Carmella, go at it. I feel like that's a great matchup for both of them. They could do things that some women can't, maybe. You uh, you ready for my prediction of the next SmackDown Women's Champion? Okay. Bianca Belair. She definitely dominated the five women or the women's five on five match. We yeah. both said that going into. Uh, we are both all about anything Street Profits. Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. I think they're absolutely one hundred percent a force to be reckoned with. Up and coming, all three of them. I, you know, <clears throat> the three of them haven't been involved with the storyline in the past already. Yeah. Uh. You know, with the internet, how it is now, social media, everyone knows that Montez Ford and Bianca Belair are married. And they usually wear very similar outfits every time they're in the same pay-per-view also. Absolutely. Same color outfits. Yep. Uh, obviously, tonight they're a team SmackDown, but their hint, their hint of blue was... Precise, along yes. with shiny silver yep, also. Yep, like, yep. spot on. Yeah, absolutely. I would... Uh, I wouldn't be upset... If it became uh, a faction. Yeah. I mean, you could keep it as the Street Profits even. The Street Profits with Bianca Belair. Yeah. That's just that. Yeah. You don't have to give it any name, but just have them together more. Yeah. You know, kind of like Triple H was always there for Stephanie's women's championship matches. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I definitely could see Bianca Bianca Belair. I I don't I just don't see Carmella. Definitely soon. I I don't see Carmella being I think Carmella is just the next shot. I don't necessarily think she's the next title. She's holder. the next shot. That's already being told. Yeah. You know, with how much she's been attacking Sasha. Yeah. That's that's definitely she's I think that's TLC, TLC going to happen. Chair match? I might be an even full out tables ladders chair match. I think those two could pull that match off. Sasha's proven I could see, it. I could see them do a. I could see them do a ladder match with Carmella's length. I could see honestly either or. I'll be down for that. All right, let me see. You're just going through the other matches. Yep, 
Yep. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. We did that. We so can transition right into the. I'm gonna go ahead. I mean, we we just talked about Bianca Belair, so let's go ahead and talk about uh your favorite match of the night. Definitely, s- sir. The one I was most excited for, and like, I, I, it's it's a lost art of great tag team matches, and it's a lost art to be able to cut a promo right before a match. Please, and if you can look up the promo that the Street Profits cut right before their match with the New Day, I had chills on my arm. I highly recommend it. Sorry for cutting you off, but that promo was. It just... felt like an Attitude Era promo. Yes. Like it felt like if you smell, what the fuck? It was. It literally grabbed your attention but it wasn't even that it was we want the smoke and we're gonna start putting more respect on the name because they are taking charge right now of the tag team division it was just like we said it was it was an extremely athletic match you got to see everything so much chemistry respect between the two teams they know that the new day are probably last decades goats Mm mm-hmm they know the new day know that the street profits are the next ones. Yep. What I love too was the fact that all three members of the new day came out together. Big E, Kofi and Xavier. Yep. Big E, at least I didn't see him on camera. He was not ringside, nor did he get involved in the match. I love that. They let this be a legit. No. And, no outside interference, 2v2 tag match. Phenomenal tag match. Great storytelling. Um, no gimmick, nothing. Just a traditional two-on-two. Didn't need anything fancy. Just the four men in the ring, and they killed it. And, and my opinion stole the show. I loved it. And that with the uh, women's five-on-five, absolutely. And I... You know, one thing that we we kind of predicted last time was the fact that, uh, like Jericho and Michaels, we we'd see counters, but more an athletic version, and that's exactly what we got to see mm-hmm. in Kofi, um, and in uh, Montez Ford. And one thing I really enjoyed was <clears throat> the passing of the torch. Yes, uh, but also the the chemistry already that they have in the ring. Uh, you know, Xavier and. Dawkins already have that long history of yeah, knowing each other. The rapport. Right. But the chemistry they had that match. So Xavier went for the honor roll, which is one of my favorite moves that he does. Mm-hmm. And the Street Profits reversed it into a double team maneuver. And it was just, I don't know. It was just nice to see a tag team match like with, with depth in it. Like no disrespect to like AEW and the Young Bucks, but one thing I just couldn't get into was jumping over top row, jumping over top row, jumping over top row, super kick, 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 super kick. The person that is not involved in the match being in the ring for like two minutes, like like there are rules, and I get it that AEW does it better now and whatnot but you know i grew up watching you know harlem heat the steiner brothers you know 
good old school edge and christian the hardys yeah but like even before then like before like it got to like the attitude era i'm saying like the older ones um it was just that's what we kind of got to see tonight but obviously with the more progression with athleticism Mm -hmm. and it's just nice to see great tag team wrestling and if you're a fan of tag team wrestling I highly recommend you check out the match that we are talking about tonight, the New Day versus the Especially Street, that Street promo. Brothers. Oh, my goodness. I wish that I could somehow put this promo on here for you, but I can't because I'm not technologically sound. But when I post this, I will try my hardest to post a link to the promo with my social media tab. But, yeah, definitely check that promo out. Yeah. But... What was, uh, you know, before we get into the remaining of the night, overall, what were your thoughts of this like two and a half hour? I'm shocked. Card? Honestly, they went two for two. The last two pay-per-views have been wonderful. Yes. Raw was wonderful. And it's crazy because now they're about to go into a, another new stadium. They're mm-hmm. about to go play where the Tampa Bay Rays play. Yes. Yes. Tropicana Field, right? Yep. I yes. believe it's because, I mean, I understand basketball is looming. They're about to play there. The Orlando Magic need their stadium back. Right. So it's going to be fun to see what they can do, what that's going to be called, how it's going to look. It's, I'm sure it's not going to be exactly the same. They still say it's going to be. They said the Thunderdome is moving. Okay. So. I guess that's just what they're calling the the atmosphere uh, that that they don't have fans yes. in it right now. Um, but what I'm excited about, though, is due to the fact of the size of that baseball field, you could add fans in certain areas, super far away, and still have the tech like the the video screens that you have there. Yes, and, then and have them above that have microphones in front of them to get actual amplified. Yes. Get actual fan reaction. Cause like, uh, before we get into the part that we're about to get into, uh, you can tell when there is, uh, not the audio coming from the fans on their computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's coming from previously recorded, and it's like, eh, it's, uh, all right. I it's hard it. to cheer for something that's not live. Yeah, like I, I get it, but overall, though, like you said, two for two, and they're moving into the new stadium um, around the time of Royal Rumble. Yep. So that's going to create a lot of opportunities. Longer Royal Rumble entrances. Yep. Um, it's gonna be hopefully nice. nobody. Uh, maybe hopefully somebody tripping under the ring again. Oh, sorry, Titus. Sorry, Titus. No, you're not allowed in the hurt business still. But um, who is your shining star from tonight? Do you, uh, Montez Ford. Yeah, Bianca Belair, Brian Dawkins, Angelo Dawkins. Angelo I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> But yeah, uh, those three were absolutely great performers tonight, and yeah, absolutely fantastic card. And Lana, and yeah, Lana, yeah, Lana shocked me. Yeah, not only the the the, the insane way that she won the match, but her actual in ring ability has grown tremendously. Not that there was a whole lot before; it's definitely amplified a lot. Oh, 
she went from what looked like a kindergarten to a fifth grader. Yeah. Like I'd even give her she's a freshman. Okay. She's in the game. Okay. She's starting as a freshman. Okay. I'll give you that. Cause yeah, she can do a lot more shit than I can. <laughs> that split. <laughs> I would break my back if I even attempted to do a split <laughs> like that. So let's get to the part of how the last hour of the pay-per-view was. Definitely a good portion. Good portion. Of that three hours and 27 minutes. So obviously we knew this was going to be the tribute to The Undertaker. It was 30 years yep. to the day of his debut. Um, Emotional. Yeah. More than I thought it would be for me. Because I had, like, a lot of people have gravitated towards him. I kind of lost my love for him when he switched characters because he was scary to me. I was a kid. Like I remember growing into him being like, Oh wow, this is a uh, pretty nuts. And then him going to the dead man for me, like it just, to me, it wasn't my thing kind of seemed like a midlife crisis, but like it did fit. I'm not taking that away from him. Honestly, like looking back on it now, it all makes sense. That was just me being a teenager being like, but like to see the dead man be himself and like all the love for so many people that like he's been in that business for so long. And I don't think like, like he means so much to that company. He means so much that like when they brought out these people, to not even speak. They just had these uh, former, current superstars uh, management come out and show, and like, not even saying that, but they just stood in the ring. You know, among them were The Nature Boy, Shawn Michaels, uh, Triple H. Big Show, Kane. Big, uh, Kevin Nash and Mick Foley, who currently are not making WWE officials happy, but due to how important undertaker is they were both there mm-hmm. um especially how important they are to him mm-hmm. um, jbl that piece of garbage yeah he was there i hate when he's like yeah undertaker was my biggest rival yeah it's cool but you weren't his no not like, at all not at all and like i don't know squares I, he's just a garbage doo-doo head dummy to me but whatever um and then the best thing about all those people coming out was Kane. Oh, Kane coming out. I really did, like I for a, a tiny bit second thought like maybe he's not going to come out because of his status and where he's at in his life. Props to him. Like when it got to Triple H, I kind of thought that was it. And then you finally heard the <clears throat> and then you just saw the flames and you just knew. And then he came out in full out Kane, old school, great Kane. Like mm-hmm. loved it. Absolutely. Not corporate Kane, not Mayor Kane. Yeah. Not, well, you know. uh, Oh my God, it's Kane. It's Kane. Yeah. It must be him. It must be. Um, But yeah. And then Vince came out. And that, that was definitely the part where I started tearing up. Because not only the words that Vince Vincent Kennedy McMahon was not only the words that he was saying, but looking at him and seeing, you know, how old he is, you know, we always, you it's know, crazy. We always, you know, discuss like, 
the product could be better, you know, once he hands over the keys of the car, you know. But he's been a part of my life for, I'm 31. I started watching wrestling 27-ish years ago. Yeah, same. Like, it's been three, four years old because I have older brothers who it's been in my house since the day I could remember things. Like, he's a big part of my life. He wrote a lot of our lives. Yeah. Like, anytime I go to a graduation ceremony, I'm not listening to the graduation song. That's the Macho Man theme song that da, 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 mm-hmm. that comes on. That's I that's that's what I think of. I I came down the aisle, you know, on my wedding to the theme song to the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yeah, my ringtone is the game mm-hmm. <laughs> Triple H's theme song. You know, like wrestling is such a huge it's part of who huge I am, and this man on the screen. Literally, if you think about it, like my entire lifetime, I was born on Halloween, 1990. Right after was The Undertaker. Yeah. A month later after I was born. So obviously, I don't remember that. Right. I've seen it now growing up, watching it on the WWE Network, 999. You've been alive his entire, his career has been your life. Yeah. So like. 22 days. What's the date? Yeah. 22 days. uh, Yeah. I'm 22 days older than The Undertaker. And he's resting in peace in his own words tonight. It It's chilling because, like, there's another circle closed from my childhood. Yeah. And, and like, you know, obviously I, I, I made, like, the remark, like, I mean, this is great. Wish it would have happened, like, three or four years ago before some of those matches. But, like, still, this is a big part of my childhood that yep. is 100% officially done i still have hope for randy i doubt it's gonna happen but even for randy to get him back for one more yes because even it's not happening even in the so you didn't watch the, this part of the, the last ep, uh the the, the last, last ride. ride um at the end of the last ride he's like yeah i think i'm done but you know what who knows maybe one day vince will need me i might take the call what? And I won't forget that. Like, yeah, he said he's done, but like, you never know. He might need something someday. It might not be this year. Maybe next year Undertaker loses another 10, 15 pounds. It's like. I don't think it's that. I think it's going to require advancement of stem cell research before he gets back in the ring. I think it requires a crowd one more time. I agree. I think it's yeah, a lot yeah. easier for that man to retire with nobody there. Where you feel like it's crazy because the first thing that we saw of his entrance was a Tesla coil, two Tesla coils playing his music, which I again, yeah, you could see it if you had a camera. I have chills all up on my arms. That was just awesome. Yeah, the whole entire entrance we joked around it being early or long time earlier, but like. Truthfully, in my opinion, the best entrance I've ever seen of it. And he's had some phenomenal ones where he's had 60 people in the aisle holding up a flaming torch. But, like, to me, Hold on a second. that Tesla coil Hold on a second. was nails. Shawn Michaels coming down from the heavens. I'm only talking and, about Undertaker. And Undertaker coming up from hell. Yeah. That entrance combo. It was phenomenal. Iconic. But, yes, tonight, at, and that was the last time we we're going to see that. Maybe. 
That's crazy. Do it for the brand. Do it for Randy. That could be the only one that he would possibly come back for. Because, like, if you watch the new WWE Untold Raw, or, I'm sorry, Randy Orton and Undertaker, there was a lot of respect for Randy. Like, I did not know this necessarily. I know that he does it now, but even back then, Undertaker did a lot of... Mentoring? Not only mentoring, but, like, he did... NXT's promos. He did OVW's. Like like he was there for their pay-per-views. Like where their match went to somewhere in Cincinnati or whether it went here. Like he had a pay-per-view with Batista when Batista was an OVW. He's seen like he's he's obviously that well embedded in that brand and in that industry that he's doing that much work he's working a full-time wwe schedule and showing up for their developmental pay-per-views and it's it's insane like i these are things i didn't know that he was there then but like the respect that he has for these people and like to see like randy orton pass a torch a little bit like slapping drew mcintyre saying good job kid like Mm -hmm. it was it it's i think maybe like I, if it's done, it's done, and I respect it. But if there is one more match, I hope it's Randy, and then I hope Randy can do it for somebody else 10 years down the road. Right. That's what would make me happy as an Orton fan. That's what would make me happy as a WWE fan because I would like to see Undertaker go out with a crowd. I know it's it's that might be selfish in my like heart of hearts. Right. But, like, same thing with Edge. Like, I hope to God he can come back one day in front of a crowd one last time, at least. Yeah, that's why. That's why I feel like that they're gonna be able to do something at this new thing. We'll time see. will tell. Yeah. So, <clears throat> with you know us discussing Undertaker, you know how much he's impacted our lives, you know, and you that know company especially. Yeah, and obviously we know, you know everything all of his persona changes all of his allegiance changes everything he's done uh you know he, he he's in a lot of discussions and you know with episode 23 being the one that we are on you know 23 makes a lot of people lot think uh, about the goat mm-hmm. so we're talking about wrestling who's your goat in wrestling there's a lot of ways you can go with this and there's, you could say whether it's a athlete or a mouth or a face or a heel or this or that, like for that company and what it means for, I think there's two overall that you can go with one who maybe was only a few couple solid years. And the other one, obviously the one we're talking about the undertaker who went literally 30 years giving his body and everything he had for that company. Right. And just to be clear, go of just WWE. Just to be clear. Yep. Yeah. And then the other one is Stone Cold. Stone Cold did so much from what, 96 to 99 that he made like a whole company go in a direction that was literally fuck the man. I'm going to do me and have a good ass time doing it. Mm-hmm. And the kind of like the whole 
I feel like nineties kind of was that way. Like grunge was a thing. Like like when 82 is a thing, like right. whole different kinds of categories, but like F the man, it was in your face. Like it, like it grabbed that company and it ultimately made that company win. Right. And between the two of those people, like I, like there's obvious of the other ones and this conversation can go so many ways because if we're going into favorites, like there's so many other ones and then they missed this time. They missed that time. They were only here for this long. They only did this, but like for the overall development and what they've done for that company, I have to go undertaker. I have to, whether he's my favorite or not, never been my actual in-ring favorite, but he's just done so much. And I've learned that he's done so much more than I ever even knew before that 30 years. Like that man literally worked for that company for my entire lifetime. That's nuts. That's devotion beyond anything. And like, that's why you saw it in Vince and the way like he ripped Undertaker. Like it felt like it was 1994 when they were debuting Raw in small stadiums in New York and malls and other places where they had to, because they're not selling out arenas across the country. Like, Without that man, that stuff doesn't necessarily make it. Doesn't happen. Right. How about you though? What are your thoughts? So <clears throat> my favorite wrestler of all time, everyone knows, is Ric Flair, the yep. nature boy. Um he is the sixteen time and a lot of people would automatically put the GOAT title on him. Uh but we are strictly referring to WWE and Ric Flair is not the goat of WWE uh, because due to the fact of how many different brands, mm-hmm. uh, di- different territories he was in and how many championships came from all those different territories. You know what I mean? My goat is a cerebral assassin, triple H. It's a fair argument. So there are many reasons why I'd pick him. Um, he married smart, so hey, boom, there's one right there. Sorry, test. Sorry, test. Um, but no, seriously, he is named the Cerebral Assassin. I know that's a character stick, whatever, but he is very intelligent with everything that he does uh, from his character to his presentation to his entrance to his moveset. Everything he does to a T, he does for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um so, we talk about the GOAT, Ric Flair. Ric Flair was lost. Abandoned. Gone. Triple H saved him. Yep. Randy Orton. Not quite there yet. Punk. Asshole. Getting kicked off the bus. No one really wants to talk to him. This isn't quite a time where Undertaker is taken to his side yet because before that, Triple H brings in Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Triple H handpicks Dave Batista. The animal. Starts developing these guys, getting them on time. He half creates Degeneration X mm-hmm. as a way to be assholes, kind of like Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And then definitely a humongous part of everything that happened with then, that, also. And then everyone fell in love with them. Yeah. Uh, brought in China, ninth wonder of the world. Uh, made the 
honestly made the New Age Outlaws who they were by inviting them to DX yep. and bringing made back them Xbox. Up ten times more. Um, Evolution, Degeneration X, just everything that he has touched. Even his time with Authority. Authority was absolutely fantastic. How he for the majority of the beginning, he especially. was named the most hated wrestler of the year in 2014 mm-hmm. due to his membership in the Authority, due to him calling Daniel Bryan a B plus player. Oh, when every such good shit. when every member of the WWE universe knew that Daniel Bryan had more skill in that ring than anyone, and could just wipe anyone across that mat, but they wouldn't do it. Because he was a B plus player. Ah, that I don't think that was them. They I think they knew that very well, and they forced that upon your opinion, right down. And everybody bit in, and I I have no problems with it because I wasn't happy about it in the beginning. I I, I thought he was a B plus player, but uh, he pulled it out. He did phenomenal. Like he made everybody believe or not want them to believe in that, and it was a great WrestleMania for that. I think Triple H is arguably the best heel of all time. He is um, arguably one of the best champions as far as how he carries himself as a champion. Yeah. 14-time champion, five of those being the big gold belt, the World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. Um, King of the Ring, two-time Royal Rumble winner. Uh, he was the seventh ever Triple Crown champion. So that was uh, the tag team and then like Intercontinental or European mm-hmm. and then the uh, WWF championship. And then he was a second Grand Slam champion. So I believe that involves the tag team championships. Yeah. So, I mean, the dude has done everything. 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 And he's 51 years old. And if needed, he can still step in the ring in case something happens. Nah, I think he he's might tear too. a peck. He's not done yet. Um, Who does he have left? Seth? No. Randy? No. The Rock? Yes. It's not going to happen. The Rock's not coming back for a one-off. He's coming back to... Become, to so what? Is he going to go a whole another year? From WrestleMania to WrestleMania, or is he going to go WrestleMania to SummerSlam? WrestleMania to SummerSlam. I could see that being that. That's what, a three-month window? A mm, little bit longer, four or five. But if it's previously recorded? Mm, I don't think they're going to do that. I think too much would get out. You can't keep things quiet for and that I think, long. I think they would do it because I think maybe by next summer there would be live crowds at yeah. the stadiums. Are you kidding me? SummerSlam, that's like one of the rocks like best pay-per-views that he performed at. I won't argue that. I loved him at SummerSlam, except for when he faced Brock Lesnar. But anyways, I love him at SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar wiped his face. Yeah. Awesome mat, that match. Um, But no, um, I, I could see him having one more match with The Rock because The Rock has not officially retired. The Triple H, Triple H is not officially retired. And you got the video that you sent me of them two getting face to face when they're like backstage yep. at, at the like the uh, Friday Night SmackDown mm-hmm. show, like they have one of the greatest rivalries of all time. You know, due to how much they did together and how much they launched WWF WWE to the how much mainstream. they launched each other. Oh my goodness! Yes, their banter back and forth on promos is some of the best things that you can ever look up mm-hmm. ever. Please, if you have never seen them go on promo offs against each other, 
do yourself a favor watch the rock and triple h just on the microphone absolutely fantastic but i mean if you think about it he's with degeneration x the corporation uh technically the ministry for a second yeah uh he was involved in so many iconic story points mm-hmm. um unfortunately he's had some big injuries and very big a lot of missed time a lot of missed time but his reappearances have been epic in, moments in, oh my god the pops of him returning are they're incredible and that's another reason like and trust me i agree with you like they're all in that mount rushmore as we discussed earlier of like for the WWE slash, as Vince would say now, WWF. Um, I think that's another thing that mind boggles me of the greatness of the undertaker is that he has only so little belts. He only has so like he did it. However, that like he needed to. So pro wrestling and illustrated is like a magazine that rates all the wrestlers, you know, obviously it's all, you know, based on like, probably polls and help yeah. people think let's just go over just some quick things that they've rated him on right feud of the year 2000 versus kurt angle feud of the year 2004 versus chris Benoit. feud of the year 2009 versus your boy randy feud of the year 2013 versus daniel bryan match year 2004 chris Benoit versus and sean michaels match year 2012 versus the undertaker most hated wrestler of the decade, most hated wrestler of the year, most hated wrestler of the year, blah, 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 blah. Like, he's constantly putting on great matches, mm-hmm. having great storylines, and having the most impact in the negative mindsets of people. Like, I hate Triple H. He's such a jerk. Yeah. He always, like, Eric Bischoff gave him the World Heavyweight Championship to introduce him on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. He gave it to him. That was one of his five world heavyweight championships. Mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff opened a briefcase and said, you are the world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that is a perfect heel championship. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Not like Asuka where she did the stupid money in the bank route all the way to the elevator to the top to get the money in the bank briefcase that had the belt in it. Not like that. I don't know. And Honestly, I think he was a big part of. I know they didn't do much when they come when they came back, but it was still great when they did. But bringing back uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash to WWE, I thought that was dope, and I think he had a huge, huge part of that. And what he's doing now, he is the just brain master of NXT, Mm -hmm. and now. Sean is under him mm-hmm. like and he has what people would maybe consider minor league wrestling compared to what Raw and Smackdown is. But it's it's good, man. Yeah. Like the stories that they tell in NXT, the matches that they put on. Sure, they have more. There's t- less restraints. They get to be like back when wrestlers got to be able to control themselves more. Mm-hmm. There's more of that now. There's more trust in the the wrestler than. Have you noticed how much been. better the matches are now? Not just on NXT, but on Raw and SmackDown. Now that they're not house shows and they actually have time to practice their matches and yeah. actually get through things, like how much better the matches overall have been. 
Like these last two pay-per-views, as we were saying earlier, have been fantastic. Yeah. Like boom, boom. First time in a long time. First time in a long time that back to back. I'm getting my 999s worth. Yeah. Like I, I'm very happy. Um. But yeah. That's uh. That's my goat. Triple H. That's a fair argument. There's a whole Mount Rushmore up there. Of so oh many my things goodness. that you can argue. The, the 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 thing is, is we could bring in two more people here, and they could mention two other people. Yep. Being the goats, and they're not wrong either. They're not wrong either. We love to hear it. Yeah. We want to hear your opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let us know. You know, there's one who is still active, no longer in WWE. But this person is, I think he's on his way to being named the all-time GOAT. And I'm, again, referring to Chris Jericho. Like, he has so many accomplishments in different territories across the world. Mm -hmm. Japan, Mexico, uh, Canada. Here. Here. Like, wherever he goes, he accomplishes. WCW, WWF. WWE, yeah, like AW, he accomplishes great things everywhere he goes, and he's roughly the same age as Triple H, right? Like they're same, definitely, yeah, like 50, 52. Can't maybe. be far off. Yeah, so like, and he's never taken long, too long of a sabbatical because he's always been on tour, right, with his own band or anything. Yeah, like he he's never really taken the body. And he's never rest. stopped, right? Because like, even though we haven't seen him on TV. As Seabass said, like, uh, you know, he, uh, he's been on tours with Fozzie. Another fun fact, Chris Jericho, also 1990, October 2nd, was his official uh, wrestling debut. So 29 days older than me is Chris Jericho's wrestling career at 50 years old right now. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Things you did not know. That Chris Jericho has also been wrestling 30 years as a paid wrestler. Let's see here. Triple H became in WWF and 1995. And he was with WCW before that also. Right. In 94. Terrorizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hey, man, I think that's uh, it for the wrestling talk. And um, even though our boys didn't have a good day, I do just want to get to a quick uh, Dolphins talk. Um, Obviously, our boys did not get that dub today. It's going to happen. I kind of felt that way that this game was a little worrisome. Right. You, uh, you called it being a uh, trap game. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, totally agree. Not happy. I was right. Tua did not do well. Mm-hmm. Sacked three, four times. Six times. Six times. Six times what I Ooh. saw. Uh, he was getting banged up. He got his ankle rolled at one point, which, you know, he's fine. You know, he'll do, obviously. He, we as a team didn't have 60 yards rushing. Yeah, let's see here. Let me pull up this box score right here. So. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, 
Tua was sacked six times for negative 33 yards. Yep. And only QBR. passed for 83 yards. So. Yeah. So just not a good day in the office for him. He's just, he was just getting beat up. Not yeah. necessarily all his fault because our offensive line did not play to their best of their ability either. No. Like we discussed uh, last week, going to Denver is not easy to do. No. And, you know, we were optimistic with saying that they were going to get this win. Uh, but obviously that did not work out. So uh, this next one, we should definitely win, though. We have. After this one, I'm not going to ever say that again. I'm done. I'm never going to lock a victory. I said we should win the next three. And you know what? We lost the first one. We should definitely win the next two. Cause... I think this is good for us that we w- realize now. Lose now. Take it week by week. Do not worry about what's next week. Do not worry that you should have an easy three-game schedule to a pretty rough three-game schedule. But the great thing is is we're not in the locker room, so we can do stupid shit like, hey, we play the Jets and the Burrowless Bengals in the next two weeks. We should win these next two weeks. Should. But let's be honest. Should have won this week. The Jets are a division rival. Crazy shit can happen. They haven't won a game yet. But they've been getting some close games. The Bengals, they might come out hungry with losing their franchise QB, mm-hmm. which was sad. You know, sucked. You never want to see that happen. Yeah. But uh, the one good thing that does come out today is, yeah, Tua was benched for Fitzy, but Tua is still the starter. So yep, healthy, believably. There isn't going to be any QB drama. So. It is what it is. But hey, my dude, uh, we've been doing this for almost an hour 20 so far. We've been kind of flying by. We had a fun time doing this. Always. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, is there anything that you would like to say, man, or uh, anything about uh, tonight's pay-per-view that you want to add on or maybe about the Dolphins you want to add on before we uh, wrap this thing up? Congratulations, Undertaker, on a wonderful career. Thank you for so many memories. Absolutely. It's been truthfully wonderful. Um, nah, I had a great time. All, all 13, 14 hours that we've been together from work to here. Right. It's been fun. Uh, always will be. Always, always great. Absolutely. Well, my dude, I appreciate you, like always. And everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in to Negderp's Nest. I truly appreciate it. I, I can't believe it's episode 23 already. Uh, I know I've been doing this for a bit, but, you know, now I'm doing this on a more consistent basis. You know, it's starting to feel really good, really good. Yeah. And uh, just tell me what you guys think. You know, if you guys have any comments, you know, feel free to tell me to my face or, you know, tell me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can hit me up at Nest on all of those. Uh, also, negderpsnest at gmail.com. If you got them ketchup man pictures, let us know. But hey, guys, until next time, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. Peace.